I've been using the fucking MacBook Pro microphone <laughs> this whole time. Yeah, us talking like we're experts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> us out here like two years in, and we're not even using, we're using MacBook Pro mic. Wait, I'm gonna mention my mic's right before I give you a ton of shit. Nah, my mic's right. Yeah. You know how much time, listen, but you know how much time Kevin spends giving me shit about microphones? Like your microphone's too close to your face. You're talking too loudly. Um, you're you're not angry in your microphone. Test different angles. Try different things. Maybe you need a new microphone. I've been for like four microphones, all increasing in price, mind you. Um, so this is just this is just funny, and I love this for a two year anniversary. Kevin's good up his microphone. Oh yeah. And this is, ladies and gentlemen, season two, episode number sixteen. This is, ladies and gentlemen, of the jury. I'm gonna start again. I lost all of this. So <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury, this is. Just go. Welcome, welcome to the special edition episode of the Linen Suit and Plastic Tie Podcast. This is the podcast where we work to unlock the power of storytelling in your everyday lives. And this is a special edition episode. I'm so excited because this is our two-year anniversary episode. That's right. We have made it through two years. I'm Gorov. And I'm Kevin. Kevin, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Gorov. Um, so we are together in the same room right now recording this special episode um and this has been take three because funny enough i messed up on my microphone setup and you think two years in we'll be able to know how to do this whole recording thing we know nothing two years in and kevin kind of foreshadowed that a bit uh we're taking you behind the curtain we're talking a little bit about two years of the linen student passes high we're going to talk about two years of learning how to become better podcasters. We're going to talk about two years of making mistakes and optimizing. We're going to talk about how the changes we made from season one worked for season two, what didn't work. We're going to start brainstorming our ideas for season three because Kevin and I haven't even sat down and started planning our changes for season three. So we're going to start to have that conversation. And of course, we're going to talk about how how we've grown and learned and changed as storytellers throughout these two seasons. Uh, these two years and what lessons we learned about storytelling along the way i'm excited yeah but the real question we're gonna try to figure out uh during this recording is one where we are getting dinner after this two uh what songs we need to add to our party playlist yeah yeah we're getting we're getting real deep up in here oh man Two years, Kevin, and we, Kevin and I, in some of the uh, the takes that uh, we had to restart <laughs> today, we've been talking a lot about the beginning of the show, that first episode where that first set of episodes where the audio quality was shit, where uh, we were using terrible microphones, where we were sitting too close, where we were making every single mistake a podcaster can make. So wholeheartedly, because we had never created a podcast before, we had never recorded anything before. We had never we all we were doing was trying to create a show using ideas and thoughts and things we loved from our favorite podcasts. Like uh, for me, I love Armchair Expert. 
life kit, um, business wars, how I built this, um, radio headspace, and so many more shows. And just, just learning from that and trying to create a show from there. It's interesting because we started this first episode and we had no idea how to be podcasters. And we just decided, you know what? We're going to get stuff out there. And that was the theme of season one. Get content out there. And since we're both huge perfectionists, that was really hard for us. But we knew if we leaned into the perfectionism aspect, nothing was ever going to come out. Yeah. And I, I think we talked about it. Um, we, we talked about this too back in season one. How, you know, just that first episode how insecure we felt about it, about ourselves and the importance of releasing that. Um, and looking back now, now that we're two years out. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Have you re-listened to any of those episodes? Hmm. Not since the end of season one. Because I, I think for season one closer, I went back to listen the entire season. Uh, from start to finish. But for season two, I have not done that at all. Honestly, it's it's really hard for me to listen to any of the episodes, let alone the first few. Because, you know, when you're listening to it as us, you're like, oh, I should have said that. Oh, that question was too wordy. Oh, why did I say it like that? Oh, I should have pressed on that. Oh, I should have talked more about that. All you're doing is hearing yourself and you're like, hey, I should have changed that. Oh, my audio is bad. Oh, what if they think this, right? And it's hard for me because I think I, something I've been exploring a lot about myself this year through therapy, through the show, through a bunch of stuff is this idea of control that I feel I need for a lot of things and how that's affected my struggles with anxiety and stress, right? And this year has been big for both of us. Um, I, you know, I, I got my first promotion, subsequently laid off. <laughs> Um, I've been looking for a new job. I've been, I went to Europe. I've done some weird side stuff and you started some cool stuff this year as well. Yeah. For me, I was a um, student commencement speaker at my master's program. I gave a whole commencement speech. So that was the whole thing. And I... Was that after the one year? It was, right? It was. Because it was in December. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, Because we talked a lot about at the time when you were giving that speech. And um, also, excuse me, I know I started a thread earlier. I don't remember what it was. This, <laughs> this episode's going to be a lot of us having half conversations. And by the way, and this is a fun little thing too, and this is the kind of joke about podcasts too, where everyone thinks, oh, we're cool, we're fun, we are funny to hear, let's start a podcast. This is going to be an episode like that, where you realize that recording you talking with your best friend doesn't always lead to a talking. podcast. Talking is so damn hard, people, in case Talking you haven't done so it. so much harder yeah. than people think. And it's because you can carry threads in your head while you're talking. Like, I know kind of what we were talking about, and I know how we got here, but it's hard for other people. Uh, but anyways, let's talk about the commencement speech for a bit, uh, because we didn't talk about that on the show yet. Yeah. Uh, and at the time you were giving that, we were talking a lot about what you were going to say, and you, you name-dropped the podcast. Um, do you think you could have done something like that pre-podcast? I I don't think so, and and I can walk you through the whole my whole thought process behind me becoming a commencement speaker because it was just in January twenty twenty one and this this was two months after we started the podcast. 
uh, we're knees deep into the pandemic. I was very depressed, not clinically, but like from an emotional standpoint, because um, the I was in the middle of my master's program, um, which is a very intense academic program, and I was looking for internships, and it was very like, challenging because the pandemic and the job market and all that stuff. And amidst all those challenges, one day it just occurred to me, I thought, hey, what if I just give a commencement speech at the end of the year when I graduate? Um, and it was completely random and spontaneous. Just for the record, really quick, he gave it at his commencement. He didn't just didn't show up and say, oh, <laughs> commencement speech. Yeah. The way you said that was like, I decided I'm going to give a commencement speech. Like you were in the audience and you stood up and said, yeah, it's no. my time. Yeah. No, no, he was he was asked to speak. He was given the opportunity. He was on stage. It was all in the, it yeah. was in the program. There was a whole uh, nomination and voting process. And I'm very appreciative of uh, my UCLA MSBA program classmates for supporting me and um, selecting me for the commencement speech. Um, but yeah, I remember we started this podcast around the same time I started my master's program. So there was, for me, this whole phase was really just a whole bundle of trying new things, changing and spontaneity, because there's a lot of new stuff I'm heading into. And embracing that spontaneity for me was transcendent, I should say. I'm just trying to put words together into sentences at, at this point. Uh, this podcast is all about us trying to put words into sentences. And, you know, it's interesting because something I think a lot about is interviewing, how this podcast has made me a better interviewer in a lot of ways. Not perfect. I think uh, the, those interviews I was doing a long time ago uh, while I was still working at my last place and I was really enjoying it, probably wasn't going to leave. Podcasting helped me have those conversational skills, helped me make it feel more like a conversation. But now I'm still looking for jobs and I'm and now I'm, I'm looking for jobs and I'm having these, com- these conversations again and I'm struggling with them. And I thought that podcasting unlocked this whole thing. But I'm realizing now that while I'm still doing better than I was in college at interviewing because of the podcast, because I was learning about my story, because I was learning about the tips and tricks of storytelling. That's why we can make you a better interviewer. Listen to the show. Um, Because I was learning about storytelling and I was talking to people, really cool people, and like having that conversation, I felt I was getting better at interviewing. But... Now, when I'm looking for a job and I'm in a little bit of a stressed, anxious state, I'm noticing that it's not as progressed. It hasn't progressed as much as I thought. And that's mostly because interviewing and storytelling and conversation, while we can get better at it, still is rooted in confidence, right? And not only just confidence, but also like, when you really want something, your confidence gets stressed because you're like, oh, what if I don't say this right? What if I don't do this right? Right? So I think it's interesting the way you're talking about your commencement speech about how the show gave you a lot of confidence, how these conversations gave you storytelling skills. It's interesting about that connection between the podcast, storytelling, and confidence. Yeah. And, and also what, what I think is the single most important element when it comes to the the whole mission of storytelling is connecting with 
other human beings, building that connection. And it really comes through when you're, you know, in an interview. I think what one of my biggest learnings from just doing this podcast this whole time, and I'm not talking about, it's not about the, the experience as a podcast host, but from the experience of talking to the expert storytellers we bring onto the show and understanding their stories and insights, the the recurring theme that you keep hearing is, you know, storytelling is about connecting, building connections with humans, um, trying to make a point and, and having other human beings understand you and realizing that we have more things in common. We, there are more things we can relate to with each other than we initially thought. And I, I think that's um, a way of thinking that's been really important for me as I go into more conversations, interviews being one one type of conversations. Um, and, and I definitely hope that for our audience, you've been able to take away that same point as well, that you know, for all the people, the different people we get to meet every day, there are so many stories we can tell and share and listen to and build our connections from there. You know, and kind of tying it back to what we were talking about earlier, for me, it's this idea of control and anxiety. I've always had troubles with anxiety and stress. And I've been talking to my therapist a lot about and in the show a lot about this this need for control like and understanding that a lot of this like a lot of my anxiety is stories i've told myself right oh i should have got this accomplished by now oh look at everyone else in my peer set they've already done this x y and z whether it's through dating or whether it's through jobs or my competitive spirit and this idea of running my own race right and this idea of my therapist and everyone i talk to is kind of like well, what are you saying to yourself about that? And that's all storytelling. Like whether you call it a mantra, whether you call it talk therapy, whether you call it positive psychology, no matter what you call it, the ways we're talking to ourselves, the ways we're talking to others, the ways we're trying, we're perceiving the world of like, instead of saying, oh, look at what everyone else has done, more like, oh, I'm running my own race. I'm dealing with my own stuff. In that moment, with my experience, I did what I thought was best, and kind of restructuring your framework. And that—that's storytelling, right? And that's something I think I really discovered in season two more because we had a couple of really amazing psychologists in season one: Dr. Andrea Lelamendi, um, Dr. Saha Youssef, just to name a couple. And that's when we started kind of scratching the surface of internal storytelling and positive psychology and how the stories we tell ourselves shapes our world. But I think in season two, we really dove into that. We had a time psychologist. We had a love psychologist. We had a happiness psychologist. Yeah, we, and the more I look at it, at it the funnier it gets. We've had a really strong combo recently, just, just leading up to this anniversary episode, because, you know, we talked to Dr. Uh, Cassie Holmes about, happiness and time and then there's dr aaron ahuvia about love and then of course the most important stuff uh we talked to aaron kirschman about wine um 
wine, time, love, happiness. Yeah. So one, two punch right there. Yeah. The key elements to your life. But yeah, it's very fortunate that we get to talk about the influential work that they do. Um, and understanding that so many fundamental elements of our lives have so much to do with storytelling. Storytelling is the way we store our memories. And as we talked uh, with Cassie about him, we, we learned to reverse engineer from that theory how to create better memories for ourselves, how to create a better story about ourselves and improve our overall happiness. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been an interesting ride. And, you know, we were talking about season one earlier in some of the uh, takes that uh, we had to cut. <laughs> uh, but it's fascinating looking at those season one episodes that I, I have. I struggle to hear. I'm like, oh, my God, I struggle like in our last episode with audio quality. But you listen to the first few where you could barely hear us. Do you remember the episode where you and I tried to record together in one room with one mic? Yeah, I remember that. Oh my god. And it was a big room too, so there's echoes. And something we were saying at the time was the content was there, the quality was not. And we've grown a lot, but we still have a lot of ways to go. And I think something interesting about doing a guest-based show was because we struggle so much with perfectionness and wanting to control things and and for me, anxiety. Um, if we didn't have these guests... I don't know how many episodes we'd have out. Like, uh, I mean, obviously none. Like, there's whole shows based on the kindness of strangers. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't a guest-based show, I don't know how many episodes we'd have out because um, I think our guests, especially in the first season and second season to extent too, were forcing mechanisms because we recorded the whole thing with the guests and we can't bring them back and waste more of their time. And so we have to release it. Even if the audio is shit, if the content is there, we have to release it. So that was something in the first season where even the episodes you listen back and the quality is not great. We were kind of in a mode where like the guest format was perfect for us because we had we had been graced with an hour of their time. We recorded and now we're like, got to do the best with what we got. And it allowed us to keep going and keep putting out content. And that was the theme of season one, right? Season one was about getting content out there. Mm-hmm. And what would you say the theme of season two has been? Ah, uh, you're setting me up because you know what the theme of season two was. Um, the theme of season two um, was consistency. Uh, Kevin and I sat down at the end of season one. And like I said, the goal of season one was just to get content out there. We were, and we, we addressed our plan. Like in the beginning of season one, we recorded a bunch of episodes and we started releasing them. And because we were trying to model some of our favorite shows, some with huge teams, we were talking about a weekly episode drop. So in a month, there's four weeks in a month, uh, besides breaks and months we had off, we would do three episodes with guests and one story time. So we would have to record three guest episodes and one with us and maybe a friend or something else. And that got insanely hard because... We had recorded a bunch of episodes before we launched and they were varying in quality, but it was interesting. They were good. The content was there from day one because this topic has been so amazing. But those go fast. Next thing we know, our episodes are out. I'm like, shit, we got to keep booking. 
Um, and booking is one of the hardest parts of doing a show, a guest-based show. Like, you have to keep the stream up. And there have been episodes in season one and season two where we recorded it, released it, and we're like, yeah, we have no one in the pipeline. So we have to rush yeah. to get something recorded or we have to do something or maybe a break. It depends. But, yeah, season one was about getting content out there. But you listen to audio quality. And you see how in the beginning we were doing weekly. You look at episode length and you can see the consistency was not there. We were just trying to figure out how to get content out there. So season two, the goal was consistency. So Kev, why don't you explain some of the changes we made to trying to hit that goal of consistency? Yeah, I think for starters, we changed our pace of releasing the episode. We obviously started off in season one trying to update weekly, uh, but for this season we changed that to bi-weekly just so you know we have more time to not only give ourselves breathing room to find uh, more expert storytellers to bring onto the show but also just from the editing and marketing standpoint uh give ourselves more time to prepare for each episode to ensure the quality is there also, I'd argue that um, something we found was the episodes before we took breaks and like the episodes where we maybe we didn't release one one week because, again, there was times in season one where we didn't release an episode in a week because we had someone cancel on us or we didn't have someone to record with. We saw those episodes get a little bit more traction and people listening to it. Like some of our best listened episodes is because they had time to breathe. And I think that's something we realized because... Um, maybe our guests don't all have huge audiences or we're still building an audience and we didn't have a brand before this. Giving these episodes time to breathe, time for people to find it, time for people to sink in, got just so much more utility out of each guest. So instead of an episode being like every week there's a new episode, so when someone finds the show, they listen to the new one. Giving them two weeks to kind of get out there, get listened to, find interested people, or giving our audience time to listen to them, that just gave more utility of the content, gave more people time to sink in with the guests. Kevin's contemplating. This is an entirely unscripted episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, <clears throat> and, and this is a part we run out of words to talk about. Uh, and, and funny enough, whenever we are bringing on someone to the show we spend so much time researching them and coming up with uh talking points for the actual recording but whenever it's just me and goa recording we never seem to be able to figure out what we want to talk about we can't really research each other it's a problem <laughs> and yeah i and i think back to even the, our very first story time and these the white label episodes the story time episodes the episodes where they're a little bit more unscripted where we're just talking, where we're, we're taking time to digest the learnings with our audience. And those have always been the ones I've struggled with most. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's always been hard. Like when we did this season, we did the shoes episode, the sneakers episode, which was totally impromptu. Uh, the only reason we got through that is because it was like 40 minutes before we realized that we were doing it. Um, but that was really hard for me. I was really worried. I'm really worried. Like, why would someone want to listen to us just talk about storytelling? We're not expert storytellers. And we made that very clear from day one. But we're people who spend a lot of time reading about storytelling, talking to storytellers. 
and what people have made this such a core part of our being. And so I'm I'm still to this day scared. Like, who's going to listen to this? Why would anyone want to listen to this? Why would they want to get to know us? And it's funny because um, if you remember, Kev, you wrote a description for that episode and I edited it slightly. And so I edited the description Kevin wrote for this episode and Kevin edited it again. I'm like, why did you cut everything I said? And his exact words to me were, it's the way you wrote the description for this episode makes it sound like you don't want anyone to listen to this episode. <laughs> He probably didn't also. But I think, you know, content format wise, that's going to be a very interesting thing to tackle. What would we do if it's just you and me talking? What 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 kind of stuff will we be able to talk about? You know? Yeah. The non guest based episodes. We've talked a lot about our guests and how amazing they are and how They've taught us so much with story time, but something we've explored this season and we haven't released any really besides a few story times is what would we do with non-guest episodes? And not just episodes like this where we're talking, but more scripted episodes where we're talking about a specific topic, where we're talking about story time and this, like story time and business. And um, I think that's something we're definitely going to explore in season three this idea of scripted episodes, this idea of taking storytelling outside of just the guest. But you know what? Uh, why don't we take a break? Let's take a five, ten minutes. <laughs> Let's watch some Taylor Tomlinson. Um, and yeah. I'm telling you though, I could I could start like a TikTok channel or a podcast where I just, just rage about Vampire Diaries and rage about Gossip Girl and rage about Pretty Liars. Um, I'm telling you, it would be a hit. You know, this is a fun fact, actually. The first podcast, um, uh, before we take our break, Kevin, do you remember the first idea we had for a podcast years before we released this? Oh, it's always been, let's start a YouTube channel. Let's start a podcast. And it was always, we were going to talk about the TV shows that we love hate, basically, because there was this YouTube channel uh, I don't know if the name is called that, but every one of his videos started and, and ended with Zach Morris as trash. It's a funny or die. Um, it's a funny or die uh, YouTube series that we loved, that I was obsessed with, uh, that I'm hoping comes back soon. But it's called Zach Morris as trash, and it just raged about uh, Saved by the Bell. And here's the trick: I've listened to every episode. I made Kevin listen to a bunch of episodes. They're so funny. I have not watched a single episode of Saved by the Bell. I've never <laughs> seen the show in my life, but I love Zach Morris's trash. Yeah. And and our Canada shows were um, Gossip Girl for you. Oh, this is what I'm saying. There's all these people on TikTok. And mm-hmm. there's also shows I haven't seen yet that I feel like I should just watch and record my reaction throughout because that's a whole thing. But um, no, because I, I, we love watching shows to hate and so we had an idea way back to start a podcast or a YouTube channel called, um, I think it was going to be called Brooklyn Bitches and Bastards. That was going to be about Gossip Girl because at least I have a burning hatred of Rufus Humphrey and his family. And I'm not going to get into it right now, Kev, but first of all, and, and the actor who played Dan Humphrey has said this before, but the only way Dan was a, was a uh, was gossip girl if he was like 
if he had problems because there was all these like fake I guess moments where he fake shocked but there were scenes like where he revealed his girlfriend could be pregnant on Gossip Girl without talking to her like anyways I felt like the Humphreys were the worst people ever and it enraged me that anyone forgave them. It enraged me that anytime Jenny Humphrey or Dan Humphrey, if you haven't watched the show, I'm sorry about this. We'll get back to content in a second. But it enraged me that anytime Dan Humphrey or Jenny Humphrey did anything bad, their father, Rufus Humphrey, would blame the zip code and not be like, you can't poison people. That's wrong. He'd be like, this is all the Upper East Side's fault. No, it's your kid's fault. Anyways, um, I thought the show's values were really off because they were just telling me that the Humphrey family was the problem. <laughs> I, and I feel like the show I was proposing was also up there in terms of questionable values. Um, One Tree Hill, <laughs> which apparently for some reason has a pretty huge following as well. Well, yeah, I, I didn't watch every episode. I watched a bunch of it with you, but you watched every episode of One Tree Hill. Um, a- not, not exactly. I, I think I watched like the first four seasons, I want to say. Uh, I've I probably watched majority of it. If I went back, because what was happening is I, I started it with you, and then I would watch random episodes, and then even now I'll skip and watch random episodes. So there's storylines and things I've missed, but I, I know the gist. And there's even a podcast, The Free Original Women, uh, who we love. Like, I love Sof- Sophia Bush. Yeah, Sophia Bush, Hillary Burton, and... Uh- Bethany Joy Lenz. Yeah, so Sophia Bush, Hillary Burton, uh, Bethany Joy Lenz, they started a podcast where they rewatch it, and it's it's about them reclaiming that show. And that's it's interesting, too. I haven't listened to a, a lot of it, but it looks really interesting. But yeah, no, um, that's a fun fact for us. We just wanted to cut up, start a podcast where we rage about shows. Um, I like ours better, uh, I think, because we're <laughs> learning a lot, and it's story times really interesting. And I think going back now, I think if we try to record an episode, as people who've done podcasts, we would realize, oh, this doesn't work that well. Talking is hard. Talking is hard because you stop and start. What sounds interesting in a group setting doesn't exactly sound interesting to everyone else. And you and your friends talking is interesting because of all your backstory with each other, not just in him. You have all the context. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's take that break and we'll come back. Welcome back to the two-year anniversary episode of the Linen Suit and Plastic Tie podcast. So, about 40, I want to say 40 episodes released. Yeah, 40 episodes released. Hours upon hours of content. Last year, our our average episode was about 30 minutes long. This year, our average episode is about 45 minutes long. So, we're getting longer, but we're spacing them out a little bit more but yeah so about 40 episodes released over two years now that we're getting to the point where we're talking about all of our past episodes and past guests i feel like where this conversation is headed who we're gonna play the game yeah okay i'm gonna pull up the list as well um do you remember who went first last year i don't remember you'll go first um yeah but basically to quickly explain what we're going to do right now is we will look back at every one of the Esper storytellers we brought on 
for season two and we will try to use a single word to describe each of them or what we remember from our conversation with that person okay cab ready sure go ahead so our first exit storyteller chief economist at walmart formerly lyft and uber dr john list okay for this one i i want to say economies and it, it really relates to storytelling well because you know it, it's about translating economies to more to languages that others can understand next up we have kinsey grant and josh kaplan partnership this was our first time on the show interviewing two people and hearing about how their partnership works and how their different brands of storytelling complement each other was very interesting. Chief measurement strategist at Google, Neil Hoyne. Grandma. The analogy or the story he used when we're describing customer lifetime value, it's, it's like having that wise elderly figure, that grandma in your family who somehow always knows how to tell if someone is a good person. So grandma. And we have Kirtana Ramisetti, author of Dava Shastri's Last Day. The word for her has to be legacy. She talked a lot about in her book about what legacy we leave and the stories of our legacy and how the idea and the storytelling behind legacies affect how we act. A lot of the motivating factor, a lot of the things we do is about this story of legacy. A lot of the actions we make is about what's going to happen when we're gone. And that's fascinating. CEO of Meetup, David Siegel. Resilience. Going through not only the whole WeWork debacle, but also as a company who's literally called Meetup, having to go through that pandemic and, you know, come out in one piece. That takes a lot of resilience. And, ah, Sarah Cole. Sarah Cole, one of the nicest people we've ever had on the show. Uh, We had some technical difficulties with her. Um, She was, she was amazing. I think for her, it's got to be community. And this episode, we talked a lot about NFTs and women in NFTs and this amazing women-led product um, and stoner cats as a whole and the future of NFTs and entertainment. But I think at the core of it, it was about community storytelling. And whether that's through NFTs or through culture or what have you, community storytelling is so key. So for Sarah Cole community, that's Kevin, uh, storytelling coach, Mark Dannenberg. Practice. We talking about practice, practice, man. Um, we are good at preparing a lot of the times, but are not good at practicing. A lot of the times you really just need to put in the time to get that practice, to get that familiarity um, with your story in order to better tell that story. The boy who loves Batman, Michael Euston. 
fucking Batman be my word? Um, no, no, I'm going to do fandom. Um, I think Batman is one of the most iconic American characters of all time. It's one of the most well-known brands worldwide. So taking on the task of turning that into a real, gritty, real-life movie, not only that, but launching a franchise that the Batman has been for the last 20 years, I, so I think that that was born out of fandom. I think that was great. I think this this concept we talked about with Michael Houston about fandom, about how do you create this character in a new, real, gritty way while being true to what the fandom, what it means to the fandom. Yeah. Next, Angel Investor and uh, Bitcoin Storyteller, Stephen Cole. Brand. We spent a lot of time in this episode talking about the brand of Bitcoin versus all the other types of... Uh, cryptocurrencies the importance of picking bitcoin's brand out of that whole pile of cryptocurrency brands it's a brand the storytelling influencer nathan ball tactical i mean something nathan does really well um is he gives tactical ways to become better storytellers and that's a huge part of our show too i know a lot of it's a little bit as a grand, why should we take focus on storytelling? How does storytelling affect you? And um, sometimes not every guest has very clear-cut tactical tips. So I think tactical is a great word for Nathan's. Yeah. So next up is a UCLA Anderson professor who's a happiness and time professor, Dr. Cassie Holmes. I'm going to go with time. So... This episode was especially cool because this is the first time for both of us uh, that we got advanced copies of a book, a very impactful and insightful book that we got to read. Uh, There was also this other document sent along with our advanced copies. And it started off with you know this sentence our most precious resource isn't money it is time and that's what stuck with me dr aaron ahuvia professor at university of michigan i don't want to say love because that's too obvious but i'm going to say identity actually i think that was something really insightful he talked about how in his history working with love and history of not only why do we love each other, why do we love ourselves, and or why do we love tangible things? And it's the idea of bringing that into a part of our identity. We are choosing to make that part of our identity, whether it's a brand or an individual product. So I would say identity is really interesting to talk about how love is about what do we choose to be a part of ourselves. Next up, wine journalist Aaron Cushman. I'm going to go with experience. The fact that the wine culture is so intertwined with the food culture, um, how it's really a, a part of the food experience and and how the actual experience of understanding the story behind a wine can enhance um, the taste 
which is a very subjective sensation. So experience. And that's it. That's all caught up on season two. So the rest of season two is happening. Um, unlike last year, our next episode will not be a finale. We have a few more episodes coming out this year. Um, and then we'll wrap up season two by the end of 2022. And in 2023, we will launch season three of the Linen Suit and Plastic Tie podcast. So, you know, stay with us for a few more episodes. Season two is going to end really well. We, the people, I'm very excited for the people we have booked in season two. And even a few of the people we've been talking to for season three sound pretty exciting. So stay tuned with us. You're going to enjoy it. Kev, um, wrapping up two years, any thoughts or feelings or ideas you have for season three? What is what is next? Let's see. There's a lot of, there's still so many more new things we can try and get into um with this podcast i still want to get someone who understands gaming onto the show i've been trying really hard for that throughout season two gonna keep trying um and as we talked about we're going to try out new content format too um and hopefully more video content as well yeah i think video content's high on my list we want to create video content, video content through Instagram's algorithm, through TikTok's algorithm, even through Spotify and YouTube has become so important to growing any brand that it's almost a necessity now. But we're still trying to find that hook. What does it mean to us? We don't want to just do it because we have to. But how do we do it in a way that's going to make our audience better storytellers? How are we going to do it in a way to enhance our brand? is really important to us because we are both people who love podcasts. And I, I like audio podcasts more. I, it feels more intimate. It doesn't feel like I have to look at them. It feels different. But we want to do it in a way that's true to our mission. And yeah, I also want to I want to bring in more comedians. I want to bring in an even more diverse set. I want to bring in new, exciting storytellers and really exercise and explore this new interviewing skills we've developed. But yeah, as a third thing, like you were saying, I want to try new formats. I'm excited about having more scripted episodes. I'm excited about picking a topic that doesn't necessarily have a guest and just diving deep into it and talk about it from a storytelling lens. And season three, I think, you know, we haven't nailed down what it's about yet, but, you know, expansion in a lot of ways. We're going to have these rich guest-oriented episodes, but we're also going to have more scripted episodes. We're going to have more topic-based episodes. And figure out a way to do video storytelling in a way that's genuinely interesting for our audience and not just the next thing to grow a brand. So really exciting stuff. The rest of season two, we have some amazing storytellers coming on that I'm really excited for you guys to hear. And I'm really excited for all these ideas we have in season three. Some of them we'll tackle, some of them we'll push off, some of them we'll try and fail, but... Season three is going to be genuinely a brand new level for the linen suit and plastic tie. Yep. So if you like our content so far, if you're looking forward to more, subscribe and follow wherever you listen. Um, leave us a comment and a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Follow us on Instagram at LSPT Pod, LinkedIn, Linus, Sue, and Plastic Time. 
it's been an amazing two years with y'all. We hope you stay on this ride. We hope that the next how many years we do this, we just keep growing and getting better. But we are not going anywhere. We are so thankful for every single one of you that's listened to any of our show. We're so thankful for those who join our community online. Reach out, talk to us, tell us who you want to hear from. Let us know what you think of the show. We absolutely love our community and we're going to keep building the show to help make you better storytellers and bring more exciting storytellers to your ears. So thank you. I'm Gorv. I'm Kevin. This has been our two-year anniversary as we head down the road to finish up season two. We'll see you next time. Merry Christmas. It's not near Christmas yet, but okay. Three days after our uh, Halloween, was it senior year of college, you started putting up Christmas decorations. Because I'm Canadian and Thanksgiving is in the beginning of October, so Halloween is the last holiday before Christmas, which means on November 1st, we can start celebrating and prepping for Christmas. We get two months of glorious Christmas spirit that starts November 1st, peaks in December, and then ends in December. Unlike you people, or not you people, you're not American, but unlike Americans who have to wait till Thanksgiving is over to start celebrating Christmas, no, no, no. October 7th sits. Uh, early October is Canadian Thanksgiving. So as soon as Halloween's done, hit that Christmas music. Anyways, that was a side rant. <laughs> also on October 18th, we both got this text from Sophia. Uh, quote, I've decided it's Christmas time. Everyone get on board. So there you go. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And we're excited. Wait, wait, before you go. I just realized, Kev, we forgot to do suspenders. All right, do you have a question? Yeah. This is the part of the episode where we ask, where we usually ask our guests a fun random question that has nothing to do with their topic or storytelling, even though everything has to do with storytelling. But um, I have a question. Kev, what is one thing you picked up in the pandemic that stuck with you? I know in the pandemic, like me, like many people, a lot of people stopped doing things. A lot of people tried a bunch of things. What was one thing you picked up or we picked up that stuck with you? No, easy. And barring the podcast, because probably one of them. But I picked up um, jump rope as a workout, and I've been sticking to it ever since. Nice. Uh, for me, I stopped working out in the pandemic, so um, um, now I'm getting back to that and trying to regain my pre-pandemic weight. So wish me luck as I fight to get back. But the thing I, I re-picked up actually in the pandemic was wrestling. I was really into uh, pro wrestling, watching, not performing, but I was really into pro wrestling when I was a kid. And I kind of, I stopped watching when I was 13, 14, and YouTube kept giving me clips. So here and there, I'd watch clips here and... Um, I would kind of kind of keep kind of informed through clips on YouTube. But during the pandemic, I don't know why, but I maybe TikTok, maybe YouTube. I just watched a lot of wrestling clips. And while I never watched like a full episode like I used to as a kid, I got back into the main storylines through YouTube. So yeah, pro wrestling is uh, such an interesting form of long form storytelling. And it's something I really picked up in the pandemic. I also tried pancake art, but that's been uh, on and off. And I, I wasn't uh, something I did a lot in pandemic and I haven't done a lot since. Maybe I'll re-pick it up. But yeah, wrestling. Anyways, that was a fun little extra. Thank you for listening. We've said bye like three times, but 
we just want to talk to you. So anyways, can't forget to spend it. So have a good one. Once again, Merry Christmas.